0: today during rated rpg yes mr Strathom,
1: blurps are not enabled during rated rpg because we turn this into a a podcast podcast out of it we can't just have random sounds happening all the time while we're
2: doing a podcast
0: we could but then no one would listen to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: Let's not peek at 40 seconds in. Welcome, lizard
1: folk and gnomes, bugbears and bards,
3: <laughs> to
1: Rated RPG, the actual play show slash podcast, where we play Dungeons and Dragons, Baldur's Gate, Descent into Avernus. Uh, all right. Well, it has been some time since we dove into the world of. Dungeons and Dragons here on Game Society. So let's do a little bit of a refresher on what happened last time on Rated RPG. You guys freed Alder Ravenguard, the man who your primary mission was to come down here and find so that he can sign the lease over to you for the giant mansion whose owners you murdered and are very, very much hoping you can claim as your own back in Baldur's Gate. But anyways, that's neither
3: here nor no. there that's not true he said hey boys where you going kids
0: hey i just want to talk to you why don't you come over to my place for a glass of wine and a couple of fruit pies and then we can go in the back room and play
3: crazy snakes he- he- and
2: then um, we lit his ass up <laughs> yeah <and> that was
0: <laughs> it was said <laughs> in such a way that we knew we were in deep trouble so it was
4: yeah. his fault well anyways the, situation for sure.
1: <laughs> the endless quest to become landlords you know, which drives <laughs> all of us Uh, has led you into Hell. You are now tasked with bringing the city of Elturel back to the world of the living, saving it and all of its remaining citizens from eternal damnation and Hell. And the only way that you know how to do that is by this little floating celestial elephant named Lulu, who apparently has trapped inside of her little elephant brain all sorts of memories that can help to figure out the key to freeing Elturel. It's all very vague. Occasionally, she'll come up with brand new memories that she recalls from her time serving Zeriel, the angel turned devil, who currently rules this layer of hell. And the latest memory that she unlocked with the help of Guard and the helm of Torm's sight, the latest memory led her to Fort Knucklebone, which is the place that you're traveling to right now, where she said that two birdmen should be able to help you in your quest to find Zerial's sword, which apparently is the key to freeing El So you guys, in a, an incredible display of ingenuity, Race the Roaster was able to create a, like a hang glider, as well as animating a wagon to fly around. And you guys used the combination of those two objects to sort of glide off the floating city of El Terrell, suspended hundreds of feet in the air above a raging battlefield of devils and demons. And you landed safely far away from all the fighting and began the 10-mile journey to Fort Knucklebone. And we're going to pick up just as you are finishing this 10-mile trek. Now, this journey has been very uncomfortable, to put it mildly. Now, this is the first time where you've actually had your feet on the ground of Avernus itself. And if you thought dealing with the stuff in Elturel was bad, it's 10 times worse here on the ground. You are constantly having to swat giant fist size like mosquito things that are trying to suck your blood. You have twisted your ankles like six times each because like you're just walking and all of a sudden there crack forms right as you're... Foot is about to step into it and it just like hurts your ankle real fast it constantly smells like farts every time you take a swig from your water skin or take a nibble from your ration the water tastes like piss and the rations taste like taco bell but like the bad kind of taco bell like when you order the bean burrito but they don't put beans in it so it's just a miserable trip Not to mention the fact that you have to walk 10 miles across what is essentially a desert. Every uh, once in a while, there's uh, tremors as well that threaten to knock you off your feet, but- Really, uh, is
4: Kevin
3: Kevin Bacon here? (laughs) 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 He was in that movie.
1: (laughs) He was. (laughs) He was. But after several hours of marching, The sun, or what passes for a sun in this hellscape, it's just like this black orb in the sky, hasn't really moved. You can't tell how much time has passed, but it feels like hours or perhaps even days, and you're beginning to get kind of tired. When you finally reach Fort Knucklebone, what you see is a massive wall made out of junk. Scrap, iron, rusted metals, things that you can't really describe and jutting out of this massive wall in certain points are watchtowers, again made of scrap. Let me read to you a little bit of a flavor text thing here.
0: Doritos now with flavor text.
1: Mmm. That would make eating them way more fun. A fortified compound sits atop a low plateau that rises out of a crater pocked landscape. At the center of the compound is a hill of rust colored stone that resembles a hand clawing out of the ground with gaps between the fingers. A jagged wall made of rock bones and metal debris surrounds this hand-shaped hill. Other highlights visible from this distance include a gatehouse atop which stands a half dozen small figures on watch. So, do you guys do anything before you approach the gatehouse?
2: Uh, Let me see what spells I've got that I might be able to use to help us in this interaction, nope. nope, 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 nope,
0: nope. I got nothing. Okay. I've got. Enhance ability.
4: Yeah I, I, yeah, I mean, I have invisibility and. Oh, if anyone needs
0: to make any checks, you guys, when I advance to seventh level. Let me just read this to you, because this could be very helpful for all of us. Ooh. Okay, so the deal is, I have the ability to come up with, solu- it's called, a, I don't remember what it's called. It's called like brain snap or something. Brain um, snap. Flash, flash pan, brain flash. Um, I get the ability to come up with solutions under pressure. When I or another creature I can see within 30 feet makes an ability check or a saving throw, I can use my reaction to add my intelligence modifier to the roll, and that would be a plus four to any ability check or saving throw as a reaction, and I can do it four times a day. Nice. And you and can
3: decide that after we roll?
1: Um, I believe so. Because reaction, or how does that work? Whenever they make an ability check or saving throw... Oh, interesting. I would say this falls under the... This falls under the... After you see the roll, but before you know the result. Like, whether you pass or fail. Oh, sure, sure, right. Yeah. Yep. So it's like they do something, and you're like, well,
0: why don't you try to do it like this? And then it gives them a little help. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll go with that. And and you were close with brain snap or whatever you said. It's called Flash Flash of Genius. Flash of genius, that's good.
0: I like brain yeah, flesh.
3: Very, very close.
0: I'm gonna call it
1: brain brain flash. You know, since everybody leveled up, why don't we take a minute to discuss what everybody gained at level 7? Because you guys must be excited about some of your new abilities, right? Oh, yeah,
4: oh, yeah. Um, I have... Polymorph, which I can change in anything that has a challenge rating equal to my level, which will make it a lot more useful when I've run out of spells and my insults are working, I can punch something as a cooler creature than I am currently. That's all I got, take it away.
2: Well, I picked up a level of Druid, even though I said I was gonna continue being a monk. I, maybe I'll go back and forth, but I picked up uh, third level spells now. So among those are, you know, things like Call Lightning, Revivify, you know, tidal wave. Speak with plants, because there's so many plants down here.
1: <laughs> well, if you do find any plants down here, you'd probably wonder what the fuck their lives are like. So, yeah. well, might have some rest, interesting story. so that I
2: can put that. I can prepare that spell during the, the long rest, so that I can ask the weed, like, <laughs> what, what's your deal? <laughs> once
0: once we've got our house, you're gonna be a great gardener. Oh,
1: yeah, landscaping. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Beautiful property.
0: Just be standing outside all day talking to all the plants and <laughs> making them grow. It's going to be very lush.
1: Aaron. You got your Flash of Genius, and what else did you get? New spell slot? Oh, just an additional spell usage, yeah. Okay, cool. What about Globjack? Dreg, Dregrom, or Gregrom, depending on who you ask.
3: <laughs> yeah, I got a new spell and a new spell slot. I added Chromatic Orb, I believe. Ooh. And I also got Ethereal Step, which allows me to dip into the Ethereal Plane for a little bit, move, and then come back out. Nice. Yeah, really looking excited at that one. Really looking excited to that one. (laughs) Uh,
1: As are we all.
0: (laughs) All right, cool, man. Brad also just finished learning how to speak
1: English, so. (laughs) Added English to his list of languages, yes. All right, so chromatic orb, if my memory serves, chromatic orb requires a material component worth 50 gold. Do you have said diamond worth 50 gold?
4: I neglected to do that. Actually, let me check my inventory. Would I be allowed to make him one even though it would disappear in an hour?
1: You know, no. Well, hmm. all right, I'll go with, I'll go with yes. You can do that, but it doesn't destroy the diamond every time you cast Chromatic Orb. You just have to have the item. And so while you're holding this conjure item that race makes for you, You can cast Chromatic Orb until you get the actual
2: diamond. Okay, awesome. Cool. All right. I think I would have the same problem with Revivify because I need diamonds worth 300 gold, which the spell consumes. Yeah,
4: so... I'll have that make a bag of diamonds
2: (laughs) i'm totally so
1: i'm gonna rule it that you can't create diamonds that a spell will then consume so like material items that need to be consumed you have to have the actual legitimate thing but if you're going to use it as a focus for a spell like chromatic orb then you can conjure something for that you're not going to get free revivifies just because dion is in your party and can create diamonds but you know there must be diamonds in hell you know plenty of rich people get buried with diamonds and go straight to hell so that was a that was a great James Bond movie.
2: Diamonds go to hell.
1: Yeah. boy. Alright, so you guys are you're you're on a little hill overlooking Fort Knucklebones and you, you're squinting your eyes and you can see there's these little figures walking around on these ramparts above the gate. Is there anything you want to do before you approach?
4: I guess I should make a diamond for the Chromatic Orb right now, because I'm assuming you'll need it if we have to fight, right, Glubjack? Yes. Okay. Whip it up and up and up and here's a diamond! Mm. That's how I make the diamonds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice.
3: Do you guys think I should cast Protection and Good from Evil and Good? I'm going
2: to cast Protection from Evil and Good on myself. Right now? Yep. Why
0: are you guys so paranoid about these dudes? They're birdmen. come on.
3: All right, yeah. I'm gonna do it too.
4: I will cast protection from evil, good and evil. Okay. There's just in that tower watching us freak out. Excellent.
0: I'm gonna cast more susceptible to good and evil.
3: <laughs> of course you are. That's a strange strategy.
2: <laughs> i sure he's one sh- of those chaos. Just to leaders. show
0: my incredible trust for the birdmen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, that I'm worried about. <laughs>
0: I'm going to stand on a table and fall
1: off and <laughs> see if they catch me.
2: Falls. <laughs> <laughs> good, <laughs> good idea. Yep. Thank you.
1: All right. So, Koslo and Glubjag, you're casting protection from good and evil on yourselves?
2: Yeah. Indeed.
1: Okay. So, you both utter phrases of power and wave your hands around in the magical patterns that you have learned. And runes appear in ancient languages, infernal, celestial and begin to sort of spin around creating a barrier until they sort of wink out of existence and leave you magically protected without any obvious sort of effect. And you begin your march up to Fort Knucklebones. As you are getting close, you can see that the figures on top the ramparts are what appear to be gnomes. They're small. They have big bushy mustaches and beards, and they are very like energetic, move around a lot, hopping on top of each other's shoulders to get a good look at you. One of them throws the other one off his shoulder and like violently crashes him to the ground. They're making a lot of noise. Uh, it, it sounds like they're wearing iron boots, like just very loud clomping sounds as as they move around frantically up there. And you My hear shoulder? them laughing as well. What? Are these my children?
4: <laughs>
1: Everybody make perception checks for me.
2: Ooh! Oh, it's game time, fellas! First check of the day! My passive is 21, though. Okay. That's good Oh, yeah. Here's mine.
4: What? <laughs> oh, I see it all, baby! I'm
3: right. glad right. I got that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, that's my only <laughs> one for sure. Natural one. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even notice the gnomes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right, so looks like Kaslo and Race are the ones who notice this. So you notice that they're all wearing long red hats, like the quintessential like gnome hats. You know, they're like pointy at the tip. And you, you notice this as some of them are kind of flopping around. But what's strange about these hats is that they appear to be wet. As one of them is thrown off the other's shoulders, its hat kind of like flops up in, in the air and you see specks of red liquid sort of like flying off of it and creating a mist in the air. As soon as you guys get into earshot of these strange gnome things, they begin to yell at you. One of them says, what is the password? And they all start giggling.
2: What language are they yelling in? They're yelling that in common. Lulu, what? What is the password? He wants to know. Yes, the password. The password.
1: And Lulu goes, "Uh oh. Um, hmm, let me think about this." He's Uh,
4: not gonna open
1: them. I don't have the faintest idea.
4: Well, shocker, Lulu, you're so helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Friends, hi. We are here with a password. Now you might not have heard uh, we're under new management. And the new password is something you guys don't even know. I'm here to give it to you so you can stop everyone else from coming in. And then I'm gonna try deception check. I'm just lying out the gate, I got nothing. Sure, sure. sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's a that's a fairly convincing lie here. Although you just roll look just roll an insight check real quick. <laughs> Uh, nine. Okay. So they're all, like, giggling and laughing. And one of them starts looking, like, really confused as you say that. And he turns to the others and they say in a language that I don't think any of you understand except for Koslo. Let me just let me just check your languages real quick, Koslo. I think you probably know it. You do not know it? Oh, okay. Okay. I thought all druids knew this language for some reason. But maybe that's because that's an old thing from, uh... Different editions.
4: Hashtag not all druids.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, cinnamon? <laughs> cinnamon? No. Sylvan. Did you say cinnamon? Sylvan. Sylvan. Yes, Sylvan. Yeah, I don't speak Sylvan. You don't speak Sylvan. Okay. All right. Well, they start talking to each other in this language that perhaps you recognize as Sylvan, being a druid, but you never bothered to learn that language, and you can tell that they're they're all very confused, and then one of them suddenly punches another one in the face, and you actually can see some of its little teeth like fly out of its mouth. And then it turns around and yells down, at she was like, there, there is no password, there's no password. Here, uh, you must do something else to get in. Uh, and they kind of look around at each other, thinking really, really hard, scratching their heads. And then one of them says, uh, yes, you should um
4: uh, lick, you should lick the little one. All of you lick him.
1: And they point at Race.
4: And then I say, is the little one me? Because I got something quite large that would even the odds. So. Ooh, lick that! Lick that! Yes, yes, hey, yes, yes! yes. Everyone
3: lick his
2: <laughs> That's all we got to well, do? All right. It got worse. It got worse because he spoke.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, lick, I'll
2: lick whatever they want. That's I fine. I'll lick
4: my arm and cough my head
2: back. <laughs> <Ugh>. I kind of <laughs> feel like I need to... Turn into another animal or something to do this. Okay. If I that's how we
1: going get in. All right. So, Race, you present yourself, and uh, do you guys all lick it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. Aaron, are you... What exactly are we licking?
4: Just a bit of Race. Just a bit of Race.
0: Just close We're your eyes. Race. Just close We're your eyes. Li- okay. <laughs> all right, I
1: just, yeah, I lick. It's my form. Okay. Close
2: my eyes. <laughs> one of those.
1: <laughs> so all the little gnomes up there are actually, for the first time, since you've gotten close enough to hear them, they're all silent for like a, a very long moment as you guys all like actually go through with this. And then once you're all done, and you look back up to the, at them, they all start bursting out laughing just this uproarious ask. laughter. And then one was like, oh my God, they did it. Oh, they did it. Okay. Okay. What else can we make them do? Um, oh, okay. Now you must chop it off. Yes, chop it off and throw it up here. Zenju can come in. Give what us the grail. <laughs> <laughs> we already got one. Um, I say,
3: I fart in your general direction.
0: <laughs> I thought they said they'd let us in.
4: Yeah, yeah, you said you'd let us in if we lit. Yeah, you made yeah, a you deal. You can't
2: make a deal in hell and then not reap the whirlwind.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's bad news. Don't reap the whirlwind. Oh, no, 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 no. You must, must jump it off. No, really? Oh,
1: come on. You you only licked it. Why not just jump it off?
0: Wasn't part of the deal, boys.
1: Ah. Okay, okay, come on in. Ah. They all start giggling and jumping all over each other. And the the door is just wide open. It's or it's actually been open this whole time <laughs> They just are like get in here already. Come on.
3: Come on. You guys so, are assholes
1: we, I, we're, I whisper, we're
3: closer as a group now.
0: I whispered to my party. Can we kill them on our way out? Oh Yes
3: oh certainly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> I mean, not
1: There's Nothing worse up. than unfunny gnomes. Oh All right, so as you guys move inside and pass under the gate, beyond the gatehouse, this is what you see. The area enclosed by the rampart is littered with trash and mechanical parts, some put together in a way that resembles a vehicle. Ramshackle structures built from the same junk as the outer wall provide shelter. A platoon of small, fey creatures mills about, all looking like feral gnomes. Several of them sport tall red caps some of which drip with vile ichor. A pair of Kenku examine one of the strange vehicles, chattering to each other in high-pitched squawks. These Kenku carry an assortment of strange tools. When they see you, they turn and stare in wonder. And Lulu flutters up to you guys and says, I think those are them. Those are them, we should go say hi. Hey, what, the Hellriders? What? No, no, the Birdmen. Oh right, the birdman. Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. She starts fluttering over in their direction. We uh, will follow. You said they look like gnomes though? No. So there's a whole bunch of little gnomey looking dudes milling about. Mm-hmm. You see you see a lot of those guys. But you see two Kenku working on what appears to be like this demonic vehicle? I think, okay. Good. Oh, that. And thing, those okay. are the birdmen. The Kenku are birdmen. Yes. All right, yeah, I head over there behind uh, hot on Lulu's heels. Okay. So you guys get closer and closer and the Kenku seem to recognize Lulu. And in fact, one of them waves in your direction as you approach. And he kind of, he waves and then sort of like puts his hand out, palm facing you as if kind of telling you to stop and stay where you are. And then yells out, what a deal. Patience is a virtue. Can't keep the boss waiting. And then he turns off and runs into one of the trash structures. Kenku are are unique in the sense that they can't form their own like sentences. They can only repeat things that they've heard. They tend to repeat them very close to the like the tone and the the way that it was delivered. They're, they're basically like, you know, like parroting things that they've heard. Playing a Kenku character is interesting. Manflesh says they speak in blurps. <laughs> That's the perfect <laughs> way of putting it. Oh man, that's so good, Mad Flesh. I want you to give one of these players inspiration. <laughs> Choose which one gets inspiration because of your wonderful burp analogy. Aaron, why are you not with the group? What? Oh, he's a free but, spirit. Are we supposed to move <laughs> ourselves? So one of these Kenkus runs off, and moments later he returns, leading a tall creature wearing a long tattered shift, covered in mud, blood, mold, and worse. The hag's eyes seem to move independently of each other as she approaches you, her straggly brown hair hanging in front of them. Resting on each shoulder are red-eyed ravens that scrutinize your group. Behind her, a hulking creature built of disparate fiendish parts, trudges, moaning and hopping as it walks. Then both of the hag's eyes focus keenly on your group and on Lulu specifically. My goodness the hag croaks spittle dribbling from her mouth where did you find such a treasure well
4: where did it myself, but thank you
1: <laughs> what
0: is she referring to
1: she walks over to Lulu who's kind of nervously oh, fluttering around I and get she gets real close her eyes sort of like Both of them are googly, you know? They're just kind of looking in weird, random directions, but occasionally they'll both focus on like one object and it's a little bit creepy when that happens. But, you know, she approaches Lulu and tries to touch Lulu and Lulu sort of like recoils back a little bit and hides behind Glubjeg's legs. What do you know of Lulu? Mm Hmm, Lulu, I know she's a friend of Zariel's.
2: What do you know of Lulu? They don't think they're friends
4: anymore, are they? Mm. Not that I
1: heard. Well, well you know, I, that's semantics. Uh, I, I I, believe that there's a part of her still that maybe is my friend. But, yeah, she's, she's, she's fallen into some hard times, is what I'd say. And the hag cackles hearing that and says, Well, where are my manners? I'm Mad Maggie. And she holds out one of her gnarled, clawed hands, as if offering a handshake. Who might you be?
4: We are the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade, and I'll give you a dap. We don't do handshakes. There we go. Um, (laughs) We're here to save Elturel from hell, and Lulu's been our guide, but she has memory (coughs) loss. Do you know anything about this memory loss?
1: Oh, memory loss, you say. She looks over at the Kenku and they sort of like shrug and want you guys make an insight check.
4: Everyone, roll a 20! Not me!
3: Whoops. <laughs> okay, right. okay.
4: Brad! Anyone? Please, Brad!
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's two ones
3: in a row! Oh
0: my god. We're getting them out of the way. This is a good time for this.
3: No one rolled higher than eight?
0: (laughs) Well, I actually did. I rolled a nine, but then I had to subtract one.
1: (laughs) All right, so I guess nobody's picking up on any of the subtleties between this horrific 12 foot tall old woman and these two bird people as they exchange like looks. She looks over at Lulu and says, Oh, you poor thing. Your memories have been erased. I'm sure there's something we can do about that. She strokes, like, this long, thick hair that's sprouting from a wart on her chin, and she says, uh, yes. I think we can come to some sort of agreement. I believe I can unlock some of her memories. Hmm.
3: We've already licked race. <laughs> <laughs> So if we have to do
0: that again, that's fine. <laughs> no, that shouldn't be necessary. I
1: don't believe. <laughs> hmm. All right, let's 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 see what I have. She pulls out a bag and she starts searching through it. And you can see her occasionally tossing out like toenail clippings, small tentacles, what appears to be some sort of shriveled like uh, duck fetus or something. Not a duck, a platypus, maybe, you don't really know. But she seems a little bit frustrated as she's going through her bag and she says, no, no, this won't do, must collect reagents. Hmm. You stay here, make yourself at home. I will collect the things I need to restore her memory. And she looks over at Lulu with desire in her eyes is like the best way you can put it. Like she seems just as excited as you guys are to be unlocking Lulu's memories. So she turns around and begins to walk away back towards the hut that she came out of. And as you guys are sort of looking around, you notice that all the other inhabitants of this place seem to be like distrusting of you. They're not very like, friendly towards you the six of these gnome things that watched you lick each other's ding-dongs they seem to like you a lot <laughs> but but the other one's not really big fans of you so you don't feel <laughs> particularly safe here but but yeah you're kind of now standing in this sort of like filthy fort what do you guys do why do i have this feeling that when little gets her memories
0: back she's gonna freak out and like everyone's gonna attack us <laughs>
4: Yeah, I'm getting real bad vibes from this whole situation. (laughs) First off, Mad Maggie, not a good name for a good person.
0: (laughs) What is the... Can we tell what the purpose of this whole encampment is? Like, what what are these guys doing down here?
1: Yeah, so a lot of them seem to be fixing and sort of maintaining these vehicles. To you guys, being from like a fantasy setting, you guys would probably have a hard time understanding exactly what these things are. But as human beings, they're definitely like Mad Max style cobbled together trucks and cars and stuff. They're sputtering engines like black smoke into the air. They're spiky, you know, they've got mismatched wheels and uh, they look ready to fall apart at a moment's notice.
2: Yeah. I didn't see a large, humongous outside, did I? S- see what? Lord Humongous. The warrior of the wasteland,
3: the Aetula of Rock and I
2: didn't see him out there. The feral kid. He was <laughs> no. on Boomerang around. <laughs> no. That's what that's
0: what
1: Wraith calls his, uh,
0: you know.
2: Oh, the feral kid. <laughs> I am gravely
4: disappointed.
1: Why doesn't everybody go ahead and make uh, nature checks?
4: Nature checks. Ooh. My first one ever, probably. Let's do it.
1: I oh, that, hit
0: right now. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hey.
1: I'm all, all over that right. nature. So, Glubjag, you recognize that these feral gnome folk are some sort of fey creature, you know, from the fey wild, but you don't really mm-hmm. know what they are. However, to Bobby, you're pretty sure these are what are called red caps. They're evil, chaotic fey that are... You know, like all fae, pretty much they're tricksters. They like making people do nasty things to each other just for the fun of it. They're also very, very strong, uh, despite their small stature. They wield massive scythes and can also drop kick people with their iron boots, and they can be kind of dangerous. Mm. Let's see, what else do you know? Oh, make another nature check. This is about Mad Maggie. Everybody. Here we go. I'll also accept a religion check if you're better at that. Wow, okay, so Glubjag, you know that Mad Maggie is what's called a night hag. They are also fey creatures originally. Hags are all fey. However, night hags are a little bit different because they are fiends. They're sort of like a mixture of a fey and a fiend. They similarly to a lot of evil outsiders, they really enjoy causing pain. But Night Hags specifically enjoy watching people who are good become evil. Like become so desperate that they turn to things that are against their moral code. That's a Night Hag's like favorite thing in the universe, is to eventually cause and then witness someone's downfall. And the better a person they were, the more enjoyment they get out of watching them commit evil acts. They also are, you know, they have claws, they can cast magic spells. Hags are known for having the ability to do magic that no other mortal creature can do. Like, they have very strange, weird connection to magic that allows them to do freaky, freaky things. They're also it evil.
3: Re- it was really hard fighting that one at the Battle of Three Moose.
1: <laughs> yeah. Three, three. They turned half my this. company
4: evil.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: I isn't it moose's glove jig? i swore it was moose eye maybe
3: i don't know that's that's what i was told the place was called
1: i i like the idea that the three moose were actually three hags in disguise because hags right. come in covens of three usually
3: yeah <laughs> so it's it <laughs> one of one of my few unsuccessful campaigns <laughs>
1: Now I want to come up with a backstory for the Battle of Three Moose and how they turned half of your company evil. (laughs) That'd be an interesting story. But yeah, as you're looking around, actually, Coslo, you notice the two ravens that were on Mad Maggie's shoulders have perched atop a pile of hubcaps and are sort of staring in your direction, and they appear to be talking to each other.
2: Oh, well, I can't really listen, can I? I mean...
1: You think you could if you got a little bit closer? You know, maybe a little bit of stealth would prevent them from
2: noticing you. Oh, what's this over here on the ground? A little <laughs> crumb of metal. Let me check it out. A little stealth. Okay. <laughs> sneaky
1: sneak. Sneaky sneaky. Oh. oh not okay. too sneaky. Yeah, our rolls gotta gotta get a little bit better. But you know, you sort of like shimmy on towards the birds and they definitely notice you because they stop talking, but they don't go anywhere. They just sort of like look in your direction. Wait, are these two Kenku?
0: No, No, these are two ravens. Uh Aha, okay.
2: I wave at them.
1: Hello? You wave at them and you don't, you're not really sure what you're expecting back, but what happens is probably one of the last things you expect as they both suddenly grow larger and more red and far more devilish. And now you're staring at two imps that are perched on a pile of hubcaps and looking right at you.
3: Oh. Ah oh, shit,
1: imps. And they say, "Hey, you. Come over here. Yeah. We, we we got we got something to discuss."
2: Okay. I will discuss with you. Where where am I going? Here. Here. I'll I'm um, going to go talk to the, I want to go talk to the Kenku.
1: I'll move these guys over yeah. to
4: Yeah. Maybe I will mess with a gnome.
1: Yeah, here here are the imps <laughs> right next to you. See him? All uh, right, what do you imps want? So, yeah, you get closer, and they introduce themselves. One of them's like, Yeah, I'm Pins, and this guy's Needles. What's your name? Uh, My name is Coslow Ferngrove. Mm. Mmm. Nice to meet you, Coslow Ferngrove. Uh, Look, we noticed that uh, you're here uh, helping old Mad Maggie with, uh, with something, with that little elephant. We're hoping you can help us with something, too. Okay, what do you need? Well, you see... One of those madcaps is planning on killing Mad Maggie and uh, we want him dead. One of these things points at one of the red caps that Glubjagg previously identified. And you notice that they're pointing at one of the ones that has, instead of like a red liquid dripping out of their hat, you notice that there's black vile liquid is dripping out of it instead. But other than that, it looks exactly like, you know, any of the other red caps. They're like, yeah, yeah, that guy right there. Um, uh, Ma- uh, uh, Wazek. He's planning on killing, uh, Mad Maggie. We want him dead. Can you kill him for us? Oh, I don't, uh, I am all out of favors today, my
2: friend. Ah, come on. Yeah, we we promise we'll put in a good word with Maggie if you kill Wazik. That's okay. That's okay. I am, uh, I am a conscientious observer.
1: Hmm. Hey, the other one who hasn't been saying much, the one that apparently is called Needles, says, you do want to get out of here alive, don't you? And oh, pill-
2: I get out of here
1: alive. Pins is like, oh, not if Mad Maggie don't like you. Nope,
2: nope, nope. Well, you leave that to me, I guess. Okay, alright, suit no yourself. Need, there's no need for hostility. <laughs> we're, you know, just uh, getting around here trying to figure things out.
1: Hey, we're not being hostile. We're just asking for help. Make an insight check, please.
4: Big check. Big check. Alright. <laughs> With the We're in trouble. We better not get into one fight today. We, we have no insight into anything in this game. Not at all. So this group operates on bluster alone, man.
1: Takes everything at face value. Yeah. Yep. He's
4: inspiration
2: on that.
1: Oh, yeah. Who actually got the inspiration? I told
0: you. I, I, I love did. Okay. okay. Cool. I could use one of my four times daily uh, bonuses. Give you a plus four, but I might... Well, it might be enough.
2: I already had a plus six, and I got an eight. <laughs> you you could, could. I could give you a 12. No, I don't think that would help me much. All right.
4: Ooh. I could walk over and be like, hey, what, what's going on over here? Ooh,
0: yeah, you ooh, need, ooh, uh, ooh. We need one of our real deal makers over there. now. <laughs> yeah, I'm
4: going Bullshit a bullshitter. All right. So, well, hey, I see you talking to my friend. He's a, mm-hmm. a more good-hearted person than I am. What's the deal, fellas?
1: Oh, uh, we were just talking to your friend, Koslo Ferngrove. The other one repeats your name, Koslo Ferngrove. Like they're trying to memorize your full name. They say, Koslow Ferngrove is refusing to help us with this little, little tiny problem we got. It's a very easy solution that you guys uh, were offering. We'll put in a good word with Mad Maggie. All you got to do is you got to kill that guy right there. Do? Mm? Yeah, kill him. Kill Wazik. He's this, uh, he's oh. this insane madcap. He wants to kill Mad Maggie and take her place. You know, we're just looking out for Maggie. That's all. Mm.
4: Make an insight so, check. I'm, yeah, that's what we're here for. <laughs> all right. So, after all these terrible insight checks, here we go. Big sight. Uh,
1: okay. Oh. 13. Anybody Anybody going to help him out with that? Or is it 13 what we're going with?
3: Any other bonuses? Uh, well, we...
1: I'm going to try out my new uh,
0: check. Wait, am I within 30 feet? I might not be.
4: Well, yeah, do we even know what's going on down there? Uh... I yell it to you. I have messages of can't Let's say I just
1: telepathically... I can't do it. I'll give it to you. I'll give you the 30 feet if you want. I mean, we're we're sort of in role-playing mode. We're not on tactical grid-based mode, so you can be within 30 feet if you want. All right, I'm going to help him. I'm going to use it. All right, so one of your four uses of the day. Flash of genius. You kind of look back, and the calculations going off in your brain, you realize that that race is is missing something very important. And you say, they're lying. And then you go back to whatever you were talking about. <laughs> race, hearing this, they're lying from Dabavi. You pay attention to the imps a little bit, and you notice their body language is a little bit off. And, and you think that this whole thing about Wazik Wanting to kill Mad Maggie and take over doesn't really seem like they're telling the truth about that. They're probably gnomes.
4: Uh, listen, I know you're lying. Listen, if you if you want, I'll, I'll cut you a deal. If Mad Maggie heard that you were even talking about her dying, would she be very happy? No, she would not. So how about this? Let's make a trade. I won't tell her you were plotting to kill her if you give me some information.
1: Oh mm-hmm. well, uh, what we were, were. I don't know what check I'd make to help. We're not plotting to, we're not, we're not plotting to kill her, man. Like, okay, you're
2: That's right. That's
4: not what I heard. You're, Me and Cosmo yeah. both heard it.
2: Really? Yeah, I, I swear I heard you say, oh, man, mm. Maggie gonna die. Ugh.
1: Yeah. Oh. Straight up and down. Okay. Are you, uh, oh, I see what they're doing. They're, they're trying to blackmail us, Needles. And Needles is like, mm, yeah, mm, maybe they're smarter than we thought. And <laughs> P- Pins is like. All right, we'll level with you. All right, uh, needles and I, we played a prank on on yeah, It wasn't didn't go over very well. Uh, we had, we tricked him into licking one of his other uh, madcap's uh, asshole. Uh, yeah, it was really hilarious. Couldn't believe that he did it. Like, who who'd, who'd uh, do such a thing?
4: Uh, who would? That's crazy. <laughs>
1: But anyways, uh yeah, we we're, we're pretty sure Wazik and some of his buddies are planning revenge and they're going to try and kill us. So, uh yeah, we just that's the real reason we want him dead. We promise. Mad Maggie told us not to pick on them and we didn't listen and now they're going to try to kill us. Please, you have to help us.
4: Co-workers, man, I get it. Uh well, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, look, uh, maybe we
2: can smooth things over cuz uh Seems to be an awful lot of people licking other people. Where it doesn't need to happen.
1: <laughs> what are you talking about? Awful lot of licking? I, I don't know. What you... you know, in general. <laughs> That's the first licking prank that we've uh, we've seen around here.
2: Oh well, you know, if you blink, you might miss it. But hey, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Maybe uh, we'll go try to smooth stuff over with Wazik, so he won't uh, put an end to you, huh? Mm.
1: all right, all right. I see what you're saying, okay. Well, if you wanna smooth things over to Wazik, he always takes a break behind that outhouse. And they point across the fort to like this ramshackle outhouse that literally has flies, like a carpet of flies above it. He always takes a break behind that outhouse every hour. I don't know what he does behind there, but whatever it is, that's where you're gonna catch him alone. You can go talk to him or whatever you're gonna do. All right, but be quick. And then after that, they sort of both turn into uh, their raven forms and fly away. All right, we're going to cut over to Dababi and Glubjag, who are talking to Chukka and Clonk. Yes. All right, so Dababi and Glubjag, you walk up to Chukka and Clonk, these two Kenku, and they are working on this, like, bizarre demonic vehicle. One of them is larger than the other, who doesn't seem to be doing much talking and kind of has this massive war hammer strapped to his back. The other one who is a lot smaller and more nimble has what appears to be a silvered pike, although it is a bent sort of like, it seems like he just pulled like a long pole off of some sort of machine and then dipped it in liquid silver. But both of them are using these tools that they have, which, Dababi, as an artificer, you recognize a lot of these tools that they're using. They're just kind of like crude versions of tools that you use. And they're very frustrated as they're apparently trying to repair this machine. Mm.
0: I uh, approach and ask if I can take a look at what the repairs that they're making.
1: Yeah, one of them, the smaller one, looks over at you and, and kind of looks you up and down and their eyes sort of rest on your wrench hanging from your hip and Mm -hmm. he opens his mouth and says i don't give a fuck and then hops down and then points towards the thing and says
0: after you all right those are both quotes they've obviously heard at some point (laughs) um
1: uh yeah all right i check it out what's the deal so you start looking at this machine and it's very bizarre but you can go ahead and make an arcana or investigation check to try to figure out what's wrong with it all right uh looks like we're we got a 14 are you gonna gonna go with that 14 are you gonna use anything else to help i better save my better save my remaining three well
3: i will aid him sweet
1: you'll aid him okay so that gives you advantage Uh, oh advantage yes aiding gives advantage so i'm just gonna have you re-roll it uh because you're not supposed to aid it like after you see the roll so right so now just make a new roll with advantage okay here it comes here yeah. you go oh yeah look at that even All better only right. six okay so you guys spend about 10 minutes sort of looking over this thing and those 10 minutes are while uh Kostlo and race are talking to these imps And at some point, you overhear them, and you turn around and shout, they're lying, and then get back to your work. And after after 10 minutes examining it, you find what you think is probably the problem. There appears to be a gear that is part of the operations of this vehicle that is comprised of spikes from a Hezru demon, and... Normally, like, so, like, there's a lot of weird elements to this thing, and you overlook this thing the first time you were looking for what's wrong. But at some point during the 10 minutes, you notice that this gear surged with magical energy, and it seems to be doing it at random, and you are fairly certain that that's not supposed to be happening.
0: Okay, guys, so like what you got here is you got a gear that's um, uh, infected unnecessarily with some sort of magic. You got a uh, broken Hezro demon uh, caliper, and you're gonna need a whole new uh ba- with chassis.
3: I'm gonna help the kinku talk to us. So I'm just gonna say, I can't believe you found the problem. <laughs>
0: The and then they say, I can't believe it's
1: not butter. <laughs> <laughs> the Kenku, look at the gear that you're pointing at, and Chuka says, this one, and points at it. And then says, no! Replacement. It's the only thing I have! Please! Can you fix this?
0: Uh, uh, finally, something I
1: understand, Yes. <laughs> I th- can do I think I can fix it well, I mean that's that's up to you it, it, there appears to be some sort of magical Thing like magical you you said it pretty well. I think yourself. It's like infected with some sort of magic So it's a uh, you know Do you guys have any way to perhaps get rid of said magical infection? It's up to you. Yeah, club jag
0: <clears throat> What do you make of it do I have any way to get the uh, magic out of this thing?
3: Well, you know, I guess we'd need a spell that cancels magic or something. Right. I can detect magic, but that's it.
1: Hmm. Is there any? Can I
2: hear them at all? Yeah. Yeah. Spell
4: magic?
1: So at this point, Coslo and Race, the the birds have flown away and you guys walk on over to these guys. And you've probably been standing there for a few minutes, actually, just kind of watching them. So yeah, you can interject.
2: I'm gonna say, what about you guys? Can you help us? Yeah, I think we both have this okay. spell
3: magic. Yeah, I'm just giving that to the Kenku so they can ask it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I see what you're doing, Brad. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> you're giving them blurps. <laughs> he's he's yeah. sending them prompts. Yeah. Yeah. You, okay. What about you guys? Can you guys fix this? <laughs> They they point at the, uh, the gear made out of Hezru
2: bones.
4: Yeah,
2: I can fix it. So can, uh, my friend Race.
4: Please! I'll suck your dick! Oh, that's... You... It's just been a weird dick day for me, guys. <laughs> I think Wait. I'm all tapped out, huh?
0: I'm kinda curious where they
2: heard that one before.
4: <laughs> he, hes joking! i <laughs> will
2: do it. You don't need to do anything to my person. Is it here? Yeah, yeah, it's it's over there. (laughs) Okay. I cast the spell magic on it.
1: Okay. So, yeah, they point at the gear that needs cleansing, and you pull out your twig of spruce or whatever you use as your focus, close your eyes, and you imagine a pure green field, uncorrupted by any sort of people or devastation, just pure natural essence. And you channel that purity, <laughs> channel that purity into the magical spell, and after you're done, the gear it doesn't look like it's any different, but you're instantly able to tell De Bobby that it is now functioning properly.
0: The uh, uh, what was the what was it called again? The uh, the, th- the Hezru gear? Hezru. Yeah. All right, uh, that should do the trick, there, boys. The uh, Hezru gear's been uh, de and you should you should have it working now.
3: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Says
3: <laughs> Chucka,
1: <laughs> and Clonk, the larger one, says, "Thank you, sir." And oh, you're uh, very welcome. <laughs> and they're like, "You're the best." I'll go tell Maggie. Get away
3: from her, you bitch!
1: And then Chucka runs off in the direction that Mad Maggie's hut is.
3: Now, friend Kanku, I'm going to give you a few more in case you need some very specific language in the future. All right? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, here we go. Hey, lady, can you hand me that gourd? Hey, lady, uh, can you hand me that gourd? He nods. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, I find you attractive. Let's get it on. Uh, listen, I find you attractive. Let's get it on. Uh, I need to sleep right now because I busted my nut. Uh, I need to sleep right now because I busted my nut. Uh, and one more. Uh, uh, <laughs> and you, more. sir, <laughs> you, sir, are a pile of, st- of, uh, of, of, Bulelet shit. You sir are a pile of 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 bulet <laughs> shit. Excellent. Awesome. That's great. Awesome. That's Hope great. Hope they come in useful. Hope they come in useful.
4: I'd like that. just one. A roast chicken. There you go. That's on the house. Thank you. Nice. A chicken.
1: <laughs> That's on the house. All right. <laughs> All right, let's
0: get away from them before they start repeating everything we say. All right, let's get away from them before they start repeating everything we say. <laughs> I wasn't talking, I don't know how you I heard me talking. think I wasn't talking, I don't know
1: how you heard me think
0: that. Oh my
1: god. Oh my god. Kankus. <laughs> All right, you guys walk away silently from the you As you are walking around, Bobby, you hit your head on something. Ouch, and what the, the hell? <laughs> the Something says, ouch! And you turn and look, and there is a skull floating in the air, wreathed in green flame with red lights in its eye sockets. And it's just kind of staring at you. Uh, uh, excuse me. Uh, I didn't see you floating there. Yes, excuse you! Clearly didn't see me floating here! Who the hell are you?
0: Uh, we're, uh, uh the Gorgeous Phoenix Brigade. We're, um... We're on the hunt for, well, actually, well, it's a long story, but um, what are you doing here? And what are you? Me?
3: I live here. I'm
1: Barnabas. You live here? You're a, you're a skull. (laughs) Well, of course, I'm a flame skull, you numb skull. I used to be a great wizard. Now I am this. I'm I'm still pretty great though. And I live here and you bumped in me. And you haven't even said you're sorry.
0: Uh, I do apologize. It was very klutzy of me. uh, I'm just not used to floating green skulls, Um, but uh, you seem like a a very friendly floating green
1: skull. It's nice to meet you. What'd you say, Barnabas? Nice Hmm. to meet you, Barnabas. He looks at you, and it's hard to tell any sort of emotion because he has no flesh. He's just a skull, but he seems to be surprised by your cordiality. And he actually apologizes in turn, says, I, 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 I'm sorry. I've just, I've been living amongst these moronic pranksters for far too long. I, uh, I forgot my manners. Yes, I, I, I am Barnabas, the wizard. And appears that you are here to make an alliance with Mad Maggie. Uh, yes. Yeah, we're um, yeah
0: we're working on getting some our little elephant friends uh, memories back. I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> I mean, no. I don't really Good either. Luck. But
0: I I said
1: it. <laughs> you did. You certainly did. Well, I have some influence with Mad Maggie. Uh, you seem like a kind enough gentleman. Uh, perhaps you can help me with something.
0: Well, I'll do what I can. What what uh, what's what seems to be the matter? <sighs>
1: Well, he looks around to, as if to make sure that nobody else, you know, can see. And he opens his mouth a little bit and kind of shakes uh, his jaw violently. And what appears to be a tooth sort of like falls out of like like one of his teeth, like just becomes loose and falls out. And he very quickly grabs it, like bites it between, uh, you know, his other teeth. And is kind of holding it in between his teeth and and says, "You see this?" And he gets it really close to your face, and you can tell that it's not actually a tooth. It's like a white stone that has been sort of polished and shaped to appear to be a tooth. And he says, "This is a real tooth." <laughs> what? Well, what is it? It's a stone. And he he drops it into your hand, and he says, eh. yes, one of those imbeciles." threw something at me the other day, and knocked my tooth out. I want you to get it back. Oh, they took your tooth? Indeed. I see. Um
0: Okay, well, I'm always uh, happy to help out um, any random floating skull that I meet, so uh, what do I have to do? Well, track down the red cap named Grubba.
1: He's the one who did it. Grubba. And I don't care what you do to him, just get me my tooth
0: back. I can probably do that. Um, and then you'll, uh, you'll help us with, uh, Maggie, eh? Is that what, uh, the, uh, what you're offering?
1: Of course! Of course I'll help you! You notice, actually, that ever since he spit the, like, stone out of his mouth into your hand, there is now a whistling sound every time that he talks, because there's a hole in his teeth. But, I can yeah.
0: see that must be very frustrating to have that whistle every time you
1: talk. Yes, indeed. And I'm afraid that one day Mad Maggie will know. Notice that I'm missing a tooth and i don't know what she'll do if she finds out oh
0: my well maybe you should take do you need the stone put back in there for the moment yes yes please put it back in
1: you opens okay. his mouth
0: is there any way for, yeah i'll just stick it back in there <laughs> as best i can you do you stick it in there oh, all right I, I can cast web and make sure it
1: stays in there uh, that that's that's unnecessary um just look for grubber okay i i admit that i have a hard time telling them apart but uh, you know, perhaps, perhaps you uh, will will be able to tell. Yes, Grubba.
0: Is there anything different about Gruba that I that I that will make it easier? Different hat color, perhaps.
1: Mm, he's one of the red caps, so that should narrow it down by about fifty percent.
0: Mm, no, maybe about ninety-nine percent. One percent.
1: Other than that, no, I, I I don't really have any bright ideas. Otherwise, I would have done it myself. But just find Grubba. He's the one who took the tooth. Gruba. All right, I'll see what I can do. All right, goodbye. He flies All off. All right,
0: nice to meet you.
1: <laughs> All right. So you guys have helped Chukka and Clonk. They're very happy with that. You have heard that these imps want you to kill Wazik. This flame skull wants you to re- recover its lost tooth that was stolen by Grubba.
0: I want to get my hands on one of these vehicles. We need a vehicle so we don't run around, like, hurting our ankles all the time.
1: Run around hurting our ankles all the time.
0: Yeah, you said we were, like, spraining
1: our ankles all the time. <laughs> That's blocking. right, I did say that. We uh, gotta, get a, gotta get a vehicle. Well, maybe you will, if you make Mad Maggie happy enough.
0: Oh, we're gonna make her happy. We should probably talk to Lulu about, wait, what is? what did you just
1: put on the screen? Oh, uh, you know, a thing
4: that's an interesting thing.
1: Oh. It's cool, huh? Yeah. He's a-
0: got a serious case of heartworm.
1: Ha! <laughs> Heart to mouthworm.
0: There's a whole bunch of funny people in this area. I think the thing we need to determine is why... I mean, we know why we have to bring Lulu's memories back.
4: Everyone seems so shifty. It's like, no matter who I ask, I feel like they're just gonna lie still doesn't hurt um, to ask, I
2: guess. It's sort of like they don't have hobbies here in hell, so that they're like, they, they immediately see us and they're like, oh, cool, I can fuck with this guy.
4: It's <laughs> like we brought the Reddit trolling to them.
2: Nice. <laughs> so, what is up with the dick tongue guy
4: here? What
2: The dick tongue guy? Yep. Yeah, what is that?
1: So, he's been following Mad Maggie around. He is this like hulking creature that appears to be made out of parts from different fiends like Frankenstein okay, together. So, okay. He's got like a limp and he sort of like makes weird moaning sounds. He's unable to speak because as you can see, a uh, giant tube of flesh is sewn to his mouth. <laughs> so, can't really talk.
0: Well then the hag disappeared to go do stuff so it, looks, it seems like we've got some time to go explore this place and
2: figure mm-hmm. out what the hell it's all about.
1: Yeah, Mad Maggie is gathering reagents for her memory restoration ritual.
2: We were propositioned by a couple of imps who wanted us to kill Wazik. Uh, Wazik, yeah. Uh, but then uh, we we think that wa- they were lying to us, as it turns out, and that Wazik had he was the victim of a horrible practical joke in which he had to kiss the butthole of another one of these guys. <laughs> and so maybe we'll go talk to Wazik. Okay, and, uh, you
0: guys go talk to Wazek, and I'm gonna go look for Nubba and uh, Glubjeg. Do you want to come with me? Yes. Okay. In case I need it. Uh, in case we meet any more Birdmen and they need assistance with speaking.
2: <laughs> who wants Lulu um, to go I'm with them? I'm there him? for you. Uh, what? Who wants we'll Lulu? Look. Okay. Yeah, Lulu can come with us. Lulu goes with okay. the guys. All right. Sounds good. I don't know where the outhouse is.
1: The outhouse? Yeah, we're gonna say that the outhouse is. Yeah, that's a good spot for it. I'll move you guys over there. Those two. And Lulu.
2: Of course it's over here.
1: The outhouse is the square that's right here.
2: The
1: shit um, shack. <laughs> yeah, the shit shack. The shit uh, shack, baby! I'll put, uh, put Wazzic over there.
2: Uh, do you wanna talk to him? You're better with people than I. Nice.
0: I think he said that the. Uh, that dude goes behind the outhouse every Yeah. Hour.
2: For his very special alone time. Every yeah. hour. Oh the stamina <laughs> of that guy. I know.
3: Who's this big ugly guy that
2: showed up? Oh well that's... that em- Emery explained, that's the guy that's like the I don't know, he's made out of bits and pieces of different kinds of fiends, apparently, and he's the lumbering sort of hopping along guy that was with the hag
3: he's a frankenstein
2: What yeah he's frankenstein's monster brad sorry frankenstein was the doctor that's frankenstein
3: you didn't let me finish I let me try it. again I explain this is, is, is he a frankenstein it's pronounced frankenstein's monster yes
1: don't reanimate me no. as a Frankenstein. Reanimate me as a Frankenstein's monster.
3: That's
1: right,
0: yep. Jason has the hips of a Frankenstein's monster.
2: Titanium <laughs> and
1: plastic. All right, so Race and Koslo go off behind the Porto potty Well, what do you guys exactly do? Because you know he appears there f- briefly every hour. So how are you going to go about this? I think we should wait until
2: he comes out. Okay. To
4: interrupt, you know. How are you going to know yeah. when he goes in? Oh, that's a good point. He could be in there or not. I want to just knock on the fucking. Do, 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 do. Put it away, Wazik. We have to talk.
1: <laughs> All right. So you you knock on the door and yell that, and then you hear a voice from inside that says,
4: "I am not Wazik. I am taking a shit." That's a weird name, but we're looking for Wazik. <laughs> uh,
3: come back later.
4: I am taking Ooh. a shit, and I am taking a shit. Ooh. Okay, I want to go behind this. You have fun with that. If you're not Wazik, do you know where he was last seen? Uh, Wazik? I don't know. He'll check inside of his hut.
2: I think we got to go behind the thing and find him.
4: Yes, for sure. Okay. <laughs>
2: All right, Lulu, blind your eyes, Lulu, guard your eyes from this travesty we're about to witness.
1: Uh, okay, I'll close my eyes. All right, dear. So you walk behind the Porto potty and you don't see any wazik, but you see clearly what appears to be like an area that a lot, there's a lot of like footprints. Like these guys wear, wear iron boots and this place has been stamped like flat. But you don't, on first glance, see anything else. Oh, he's probably got a Fitbit, and he's just going to get his steps.
2: <laughs> investigation back here. Go for it. CSI style. Black light. I'm gonna lift my sun, put my sunglasses on and say something clever.
3: <laughs>
2: oh,
1: dang. All right. So you, you get down on your hands and knees and you start sort of like Sherlock Holmesing it up and uh, you find that there is a just a sort of flat piece of metal that is very dusty and appears like it hasn't been moved in a while. But that is all a ruse because you sort of peek underneath it and you find that there is a stash hidden underneath this piece of metal. And it appears that every time the stash is you know open and closed somebody just kicks a a bunch of dust on top of it so it appears like it hasn't been used in a while but as you open it up you find a bunch of supplies for creating uh, what are those called it's not knitting but it's like those circular things sorry oh uh, a needlepoint yeah
3: macrame macrame (laughs) doily doily (laughs) doily
2: <laughs> no, guys. What what is that called? Needle point. It's Needle. like the little round things that have yeah. words. Yeah, and and then
4: they got hooks there. Eh.
1: Yeah. So you find like basically arts and crafts supplies. Crochet, crochet. That's what it is.
0: Oh, oh. it's crochet. I was gonna yeah. say crochet. crochet. All Crochet-ing right. Is-
1: yeah, and you find some very nicely crocheted things, and some <laughs> of them are very crude. Do you see a crochet depiction of the prank where apparently Wazik is licking some sort of butt? You're not really sure.
2: Uh, He's like knitting, but needlepoint would be
1: like uh, in pictures on the thing. Exactly. But then some of them are just, you know, bless this mess and- uh, he
3: pray love. Yeah, just like some-
1: like he's, he's really- you find so many of them that you can actually see the progression of skill as he's been making these things. <laughs> and, you know, you're just- you, that's what you find, a stash of this crochet stuff.
2: How sweet oh. is this little Wazik?
4: He's- he's making the artwork. Oh, this is adorable. I got, I got an idea on how to draw him out now. All right. I, I, I want to pick up his, his art that he's put his time and effort into. And I want to just w- start walking around. Well, 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 look at what I found. Some beautiful crochet. is for losers. If they don't want this crochet burned, the owner should appear post-haste. And then I pretend like I can summon fireballs, but they don't know I can't. So I'm just gonna be like, woo, tingly fingers, baby. Anybody?
1: As you're shouting all this, you know, you're getting the attention of a lot of these red caps and mad caps. And uh, some of them who are close enough to hear exactly what you're saying and sort of see what you have in your hand, they start cautiously like moving up to you. And one of them, as soon as he sees it, he like tries to take one from your hand, like out of curiosity. Do you let him? Yes. He takes it and he looks at it, and he just bursts out laughing. Who made this? Oh boy, oh, this is so embarrassing. Who the hell made this? Was this you, Wazik? And he like points over across the fort to this one red cap that suddenly looks incredibly embarrassed. And all the other ones are like, Wazik, oh, you, you told us you stopped doing this nonsense. And Wazik's like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to. I, just, I love it so much. And then all the red caps near him just start screaming and laughing and start kicking the absolute shit out of him. And after about twelve seconds, he's just dead on the ground, and they're just kicking his lifeless corpse over and over and over again.
0: (laughs) All right,
2: mission accomplished. Whatever. This is hell.
4: (laughs) (laughs) We're doing our best, man. I want to save one.
2: (laughs) My balls are in a constant state of inflammation down here. I can't can't be a kindly old druid man.
0: I would have handled, handled that a little bit differently, but uh,
2: good work, boys.
4: Okay. Put us on a job and the job gets finished.
2: Right, well, I, I want to take one of the little needlepoint crochet things. I want to, like the one of the things that says bless this mess. <laughs> Can I take it and kind of fold it up gently and put it in my pocket without race seeing me? I don't want race to give me any shit.
1: I would say the race is far enough away that you can do that without having to make a check.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna put this in my bathroom at the mansion at the gorgeous Phoenix <laughs> Brigade Estates. put it on the wall. What a memento. What memento. Like, I can tell that story when people come to the to the parties we're gonna throw. I can say, Hal, a cap, but he was a sweet boy and race had him killed. <laughs>
0: I went to oh. hell, and all I got was this needle point.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was—he was the one red cap here that had some sort of spark of something good in him, and he was beaten to death was because he
2: brutally
0: yeah. beaten to death. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's probably to happen eventually, anyway. Thank you for listening to Rated RPG: Baldur's Gate: Descent into Avernus. Subscribe to Rated RPG wherever you get your podcasts. Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and elsewhere. Many thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to join them, the address is patreon.com slash ratedrpg. Follow us on Twitter at Rated RPG Podcast, And for Rated RPG live streams, check out twitch.tv slash gamesocietypimps. On behalf of everyone at the gaming table, thank you for listening to the Rated RPG Podcast.